When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Betting Degeneracy. Good afternoon, everybody. We are here with another special episode of Out of Bounds. I'm here with my buddy Phil. Phil, how are we today? Kyle, I'm great. I'm outnumbered a little bit in the studio here, but I'm excited. We have a very special guest. Who do we have? Uh, we are here with, with you know, the guy who, at this point, I, I believe I might have been named after. Uh, he's one of the uh sporting gods in the in the capping era he was uh capper reviews handicapper of the decade uh he, he works for a plethora of, of of sport knowledge companies everywhere uh the guys you know all time unfortunately my week one sworn enemy as a Notre Dame fan uh but we are here with Mr. Kyle Hunter how are we today I'm doing good guys yeah sorry about the uh matchup here in week one we'll see how that goes uh top five matchup early on that's that's gonna be fun for sure but guys thanks for having me on and uh looking forward to talking some college football here today yeah we're, we're very excited to have you on uh you know I, I I do thank you for saying sorry uh because I, I'm not <laughs> feeling too 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 great about about our Irish week one but uh we'll yeah we're, we're very excited to have you here yeah, yeah so definitely I, I uh I was thinking we could go a little bit off the beaten path today with the Sun Belt um there's always a little bit of a value that maybe we can snipe from these lesser conferences and you are just the guy to, to grab some value. So Kyle, what do you, what do you like in this conference and what don't you like for that matter? 
Yeah, you know, I like the Sun Belt because it's so far off the radar that most people are not going to pay attention to it. Even the odds makers are going to pay less attention to this than most conferences. You know, you guys know if Georgia or Alabama or Ohio State or Notre Dame or somebody like that changes their style of play, does something a little bit different, the odds makers are going to be onto that in no time. There's going to be too much of a handle on those uh, games for them to ignore it. But, you know, if somebody, uh, Texas State or somebody from the Sun Belt, is playing a little bit differently, that's going to fly under the radar for a little while. And I like that. Um, you know, this is where I've made the most money long term, both in college football and in college basketball, when you find these really under the radar teams that nobody really cares about except for people like me, you know. So uh, a lot of times I get from from clients, why are you betting these games? Why can't we just bet the games that are the big games on national TV? I'm like, well, I'm trying to make money. You know, I'm yeah. trying to make money more than I'm trying to to watch a game with a bet on it. You know, if you want to put some pizza money on a game that's on TV, I'm fine with that. But I'm trying to find value here. And you guys know how that is, you know, with different different sports, you're just trying to find the best value, the best number. Uh, so as far as the Sun Belt this year, the thing I like about it, there's a lot of changes from last year. You have a lot of new teams, a lot of new coaches. We look for new coordinators, new head coaching hires, a lot of transfers. I mean, goodness, you guys know the transfer portal, portal has been just epic. I'm, I'm certainly mixed on how I feel about that. It makes uh, things pretty complicated, that's for sure. But uh, you like to see a lot of changes. Uh, you see Marshall coming into this conference. Marshall was a team I liked a lot going into the season. And then Ali, their star running back, uh, is away from the team for an undisclosed amount of time. I don't know if he'll be back or not. But, uh, you know, he was their star running back. I don't like them as much as I did going into this, this season. I bet over seven on the season win total, then bet back half of it on under seven and a half. Uh, so, you know, free rolling a little bit of that, maybe it lands on seven. But I think some of these teams in this conference are, are a bit underrated, to be honest with you. Sunbelt used to be considered the worst conference in college football, and, and there's at least two conferences worse than them now. You know, you've had teams like Coastal Carolina make great runs. Uh, App State's always been a good team. Uh, I'll just key in on a, a few teams that I think are kind yeah. of interesting here for this season. So, um, you know, Marshall, like I said, I still think they're a good team. I think that we could still find some value on them. People say, well, Grant Wells uh, left. Grant Wells really wasn't very good last year. 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. I don't know that it's a big downgrade. Uh, Columbia comes in from Texas Tech. You know, he has Big 12 experience. Marshall might have the best defense in the Sun Belt as well. So that's something to keep an eye on. We'll see what kind of tempo they play at. Last year, they played very fast. If they slow that down at all, uh, they do have a new offensive coordinator. So keep in mind that watching for pace of play is going to be really important here because uh, they lost their offensive coordinator from last year when they were a top five tempo team in the country. So I would say, uh, you know, that, that's a team that still has a pretty good upside. Another team that I want to key in on here is, like I mentioned, Texas State. I think Texas State has been so bad offensively. Uh, Spavitol has wanted to play really fast. And you talk, you, you read these uh, magazine previews, you read the write-ups, and Spavitol says over and over, I want to play really fast. I want to, I want to, well, but they didn't have any quarterbacks that could do much of anything. So finally they get a good quarterback. You go into this season with a Texas state team that now finally has a quarterback uh, in Lane Hatcher. Hatcher is a big upgrade from what they've had the last few seasons by, by a lot. And I think that they will play really quickly. Uh, Spavital calls his own plays. They're going to want to play really quick and their defense is very bad. So I think Texas State is a team that I'm going to look for some overs on throughout the course of the season because uh, I think the offense improves a lot. I don't think the defense is any good. 
If they keep playing really quick, I think there could be quite a few points in some of the Texas State's games throughout the course of the season this year. So let's see. I mean, uh, the first game they play against Nevada. Nevada, I think, is going to be pretty down, especially mm-hmm. on offense. So I'm not sure that's my favorite of the overplays, but I think there'll be plenty of them coming. And then a couple others that I would point out here. Uh, Troy, the Troy Trojans. I took Troy to win the Sun Belt West at plus 375. Uh, Troy has had a bad coach here for the last few seasons, uh, Chip Lindsey. And and now, you know, I feel like it's addition by subtraction without him being there. Troy has way too much talent to be as bad as they've been some of these years in the past. Guys, if you look at the recruiting that Troy has had over several years, Troy has good talent on their team. They just need somebody to uh, do a decent job leading the way. And Troy has uh, probably the best defensive line in the Sun Belt, at least. So if you can stuff the run, you get a little bit better quarterback play. You know, uh, Dagey transferred in. I don't know if he'll be the starter right away or not. But, you know, this is kind of a wild situation for Troy. They haven't had good quarterback play. So you would hope that they would have improved quarterback play. And then their defense is so good. You know, a team that's been winning five games. Uh, Troy should win more games than that. I took over six on the season win total. And I think it's worth a shot to take them to win the Sun Belt West. You know, to win the conference overall, I don't think they'll actually win the conference. They're plus 900, plus 1,000. But I've seen worse bets than that if you want to take a long shot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I um, mean, I, I think uh, – I feel like I'm rambling a little bit here. No, guys. no. I'll, I'll, I'll go on for a couple more. Sure. Um, you know, this is where uh, people get kind of a glimpse into my mind where I just look at all these random teams that everybody else is passing over for sure. But um, South Alabama is a team that I like to look at quite a bit too because – Kane Womack's a really good defensive guy. Um, South Bama, I think, is going to continue to have value on the unders. Uh, this is a team that's going to play very good defense. Remember when he was at Indiana, how how well Indiana's defense did. And Indiana, to say that their defense has slipped here in the last couple of years is a big-time understatement. Uh, you know, I think South Bama, very well coached, especially on defense. And on the offensive line, I think this is a key they allowed the fifth most tackles for loss in the country last year. So they get behind the sticks constantly. And then it's difficult when you're in third and 12, third and 14 all the time. So I think that they will probably still struggle on offense. They lost Jalen Tolbert, their star wide receiver from last year. So I would think that South Bama still struggles to score on offense. Uh, Unders probably make some sense here. I wouldn't mind backing them if they're against a weak defensive line, because I think they're a well-coached team, but, Having that bad of an offensive line can really hold you back. So that's something about South South Bama. And then the final team I'll say here real quickly, Southern Miss. Southern Miss, a team that I like quite a bit this season. This is one of my bigger season win total overs. I did get over four and a half, a uh, decent amount of juice on that. I think it was minus 150 or minus 160. Southern Miss underachieved in a massive way last year. You remember the end of the season last year, Frank Gore was playing quarterback because they really mm-hmm. didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, I think and they started 10 different or 10 different people played quarterback for them last year. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it worked about the best when Frank Gore was a quarterback at the end, because everybody else was so bad. (laughs) Now, fortunately it looks like he's going to be able to go back to playing running back this year. Um, Ty Keyes, the expected starter. He was a four-star recruit um, by some people. So you would think that he could do better than he did in his uh, limited time last year. And to be honest with you, I think Will Hall's a really good offensive mind in the past. He's done a very good job. I would think that Southern Miss will be a decent amount better on offense this year. And they don't have to be a lot better to get to five or six wins. Uh, this is a defense that's good. I think this is a real solid defense. The secondary is very good. 
Um, and then at linebacker, Tylen Knight transfers in from Ole Miss. Definitely going to be a good player for this defense. I, I'd like to look to to bet on Southern Miss throughout the course of the season. And uh, in general, I also think unders could have some value with them because they're still going to be at least somewhat limited on offense. I think their defense is still uh, far above average. Last year, they were put in some terrible spots, guys. I mean, this is a team that was throwing interceptions nonstop, you know, going for it on fourth down on their own end because they were desperate. You know, they were getting short fields all the time. I think this is a good defense. Uh, so Southern Miss season win total over is one of my favorite win totals too. Yeah, I, I am. I had Southern Miss definitely circled. I mean, they, they have 10 of their top tacklers back. Um, mm-hmm. The Getting a quarterback of, of any sort of capacity has to improve that offense, especially with Frank Gore getting able to play running back. They have their top three wideouts are back. Four out of their five offensive linemen are, are back. I mean, that is a lot of um, continuity with that offense that was just missing a quarterback last year. It seemed like they were just a quarterback away. So I didn't get the four and a half number that you have. I have uh, five. So I think a push is the worst case scenario there. Uh, but yeah, that five on Southern Miss is absolutely one of my favorite plays in the Sun Belt. Kyle, do you have any feel on them or is that just a, you'll just tail whatever I, I put. This I, I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to tail you. Um, I, I, I like, I, I, I love the breakdowns um, and, and, you know, it, it all makes sense. You know, just, just like you were saying with, between the, the defense and everything like that, I, I I don't see any reason to to kind of veer off of that. So I'm I'm gonna follow you right through there. For sure. For sure. And I guess just to to circle back to the the Troy take, um, they were really bad uh, on the ground last year, but they do have three out of their four top wide receivers are back. They have 114 starts um on that offensive line. So there's continuity there as well. And the defense was incredible. I think they led the the Sun Belt and sacks, they had 38 sacks last year, 16 interceptions. So the six and a half, kind of a, a pass on the win total. But I do think, like you said, winning their their division um, would be a nice play. What, what kind of number did you have on that, Kyle? Um, I got plus 375 on winning yeah. Sun Belt West. I think that's a pretty solid play. And obviously, when you take a plus 375, you know that they're not the favorite. You're trying to get um, some decent odds. And I think it's certainly worth it for a team that has the upside potential of them. And I've talked about some other places before, too. When you take a a little bit of a longer shot, not saying that this is an extreme long shot, but once you start getting bigger numbers, you kind of want a team that has variance. Like they could either be really good or it's okay if they're not great. I mean, you put a smaller bet on it. So I think um, there is a path to Troy being very good. There is a path to them being so good on defense and their coaching staff really held them back that I think you got to take a chance with that. And like I said, I don't hate uh, taking them at, you know, 10 to one or something like that to win the Sun Belt either, especially because if they actually win the Sun Belt West and get to the title game, you could easily hedge out of that for a nice profit. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's a decent look. Uh, one other thing I, I'll say real quick to uh, get your guys' opinion on it. Louisiana is kind of a team that I, I don't really know what to make of them this year. I have in my notes that I want to wait and see because Napier was such a good coach. They lost a lot from that team. There's a lot of guys gone from last year's team. I think it's possible that they're overrated going into this season. Now, you know, do they still have decent talent? They do. Lewis will be missed. He's been, he was there for a long time. The offensive line has been very good for years and they are much weaker than what they have been in the past. So uh, while I think it's nice that they've hired somebody that's been there on the staff, I think it's a tough job for him 
you know, I think maybe um, unders when, when they're playing pass heavy teams would be something I'd look at. I think their secondary is the strongest unit for uh, Louisiana. I think in the trenches, they're down quite a bit from where they have been in the past. And, you know, I would tend to think that they might be a little bit overrated uh, by the odds makers so far. Yeah, um, I think, what is it, a eight and a half? Is that the, the win total, I think? That's um, what I saw last year. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a defense. They, they lose their top three tacklers. You're breaking in a new head coach. Now, I know DeSormo, he was a former quarterback there, and uh, he was on the staff. Uh, the schedule looks manageable. I mean, they avoid Appalachian State. They avoid Coastal Carolina. They only get Marshall uh, from that other side. You do have a body bag game with Florida State, so rest in peace there. Um, it feels like it feels like an underplay on this this season win total. I don't think the the plus fifteen in turnover margin is sustainable. So I think you kind of regress towards the mean there, especially when you lose, you know, important pieces on defense, and you lose your quarterback. I mean, Levi Lewis, he was, you know, I think he was just shy of the all time passing leader there, like by fourteen yards or something. So I think this is an under candidate for me, and I'm kind of happy to hear that you're kind of leaning the same way. Yeah, I, I love that you're 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 leaning this way because, you know, kind of you kind of alluded to it with the coaching staff, you know, with the with the movement, you know, just because you have somebody who was on the staff before or you know used to play there, whatever it is, that continuity doesn't always stick. I mean, sometimes you get somebody in there, they they you know they flip it and and the program starts to run well, you know, some you know a lot of times assistant coaches or or you know ex players come in and and it it just kind of a it's more of a a a political type deal rather than who's best for the job. So I I I don't expect you know when you lose that much in the trenches and you lose your your quarterback who was an absolute stud for you, I think it it screams under. Yeah, the the only reason I haven't bet the season win total under so far is exactly what Phil said. This schedule looks so easy that I'm trying to decide if I want to bet the season win total under if I just want to bet against them ATS and some of their games. So I haven't decided exactly how I want to go about this yet because I think they're down, but then you see their schedule and you're like, man, I mean, they might get the nine wins, even though they're a lot worse than what they've been. So uh, yeah, I haven't decided yet what I'm going to do about Louisiana, but I do think that they're overvalued, especially in the odds. I mean, you look at their uh, second favorite to win the Sun Belt here. I, I can't imagine that they should be the second favorite behind only App State. I know that uh, Coastal Carolina has to replace a lot. Uh, Grayson McCall is still a star. I assume they'll still be very good on offense. Uh, and, and Marshall's a good team. Troy's a pretty good team. Georgia State's a team that returns a lot. I mean, you guys probably remember Georgia State probably should have beaten Auburn last year. That was, yeah. a, that was a game. I, I'm not trying to uh, you know diss any Auburn fans or anything, but Auburn got really fortunate to win that game. There were some really questionable calls, to say the least, and and Georgia State really should have beaten them in that game. So I think Georgia State's a team that can make some noise too. To be honest with you, I see you know five or six teams that are are pretty decent teams here in the Sun Belt this year. And there's a little bit less of the, you know, obviously Monroe is a freebie. You know, you get a team like ULM and uh, Georgia Southern. I think will be bad with Clay Helton trying to change the the triple option to the spread attack. You know, yeah, you just there's don't have very the right few times. What's that? I was saying you just don't have the right personnel immediately. Oh, right. It usually takes time. I mean, even if Helton does a good job with the team, I don't think it's going to happen in year one. It would surprise me if it does. So, and I mean, you know, Helton's no longer there to kind of get kicked around at USC, but uh, we'll, we'll see how he does at Georgia Southern. I just don't think that switching things around in year one with Kyle Van Trees as quarterback is probably going to go very well. So, actually, that's a season one total under I did take at four and a half. So, there's another 
uh, season win total I take. That is not my biggest of bets, but you know, if they win five games and beat me while changing from triple option to spread, I still think that was a good bet. You know, it's yeah. one of those value bets. You guys know how that goes sometimes, whether it be football, NASCAR, whatever. You take a value bet. If you lose, you say, that's all right. I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, go ahead because I think that's the type of spot that you put yourself in. And, and it's just a, it's a, it's a long-term plus EV. Right. Yep. It, it, there's, there's no, um, we do that a lot in NASCAR, just grabbing numbers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, today we we took Martin Truex to win the championship at 33 to one as soon as the, you know, Kurt, Kurt Bush dropping mm-hmm. out news dropped. And I think it's corrected to 12 to one, 13 to one. So it's, it's not like I love Martin Truex to win, but now we've got a huge plusy, you know, EV ticket in our pocket, which is pretty cool. Um, but I did want to pick your brain on Coastal Carolina. I, I love Grayson McCall. Like he said, he's a star. Um, they, they lost a lot on offense and on defense. They lost their top three wideouts, their top tight end. Um, they only have two offensive linemen back. What do you, what do you think about Cause he could have transferred just about anywhere, but he decided to come back to a, a rebuild at coastal. So I see a lot of free squares on their schedule and the, the win total sitting at seven and a half. I kind of like the over, but can you talk me out of it? I hate to talk you on or out of this one, to be honest with you. I'll I'll read you what my notes say here, betting thoughts. A really good coach, a guy that I respect a lot, and a very good quarterback, but too many question marks for me to really be high on them going into the season. Having said that, do I want to fade them? No. So that's what I have in my notes is uh, the final is I don't want to fade them, but I'm not sure I want to bet on them initially because there's so much turnover. They lost a couple guys to the NFL, obviously, I think Chadwell's a tremendous offensive mind. I love watching Coastal Carolina games with all all the pre-snap motion and all the different things they do. They're so fun. I think that they'll still have a good offense. Their defense lost a lot, too. I mean, you know, they have three returning defensive starters. I would think, uh, yeah, it would probably lean toward taking some overs here. Uh, But the one biggest weakness they have would probably be wide receiver. You know, who's going to catch the football when Grayson McCall's throwing it. So, I mean, I I think there's just so much unknown that this is one where I just want to say pass. Gotcha. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know who their, their tight end likely got drafted by, but I I saw him in a preseason game and he had like nine catches for 96 yards in the first half during a a preseason game. I'm like, man, that, that guy is good. So uh, yeah, those, those are, those are some big weapons that he lost. Uh, I just see that the the front end of the schedule looks easy. So I'm kind of hoping that the, the team gels a little bit by the time you get to the Marshall date, the Appalachian state date, and those games are within a week of each other. So who knows what can happen? I'm just, I'm leaning towards the over and I, I just wanted your thoughts on it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I'm not going to talk you out of that. I, I could see this team being so well coached and having such a good quarterback that they get to that, especially with a, a manageable schedule. It's just, I, I hate seeing that few returning starters and some key guys gone and I wouldn't want to bet a lot of money on it. Fair enough. Well, pizza money then pizza money for <laughs> sure. Um, last one I, I was curious about, and it's, it's the elephant in the room. It's Appy state. Um, what do you think of them? I mean, you know, Chase Bryce coming back for year 12, I guess, in college football after mm-hmm. stints at Duke and Clemson, they did lose a lot of wide receivers, but they're really strong in that running back room and on the offensive line. Their defense is always good. Eight and a half. It's a pass for me. What, how do you how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I'm going to pass on the season win total. I will say Chase Bryce 
is kind of an enigma. You know, you never know what you're going to get with him. He was very good last year for the most part. There were a couple games where he went back to Duke, Chase Bryce. Right, right. And uh, if he slips into that, you're in some pretty big trouble. But, uh, you know, I, I think Bryce, there is at least some unknown for me. He loses all those star receivers. That I think their leading receiver had 12 catches last year, which is, you know, 12 more than me and you guys. Right. Uh, you know, so, I mean, this is this is not exactly a stacked wide receiver room. Having said that, I would expect a lot of running from them. You know, this is such a good offensive line. And the two running backs here, Peoples and Noel, are tremendous. Both of them are very good. I think both of those guys are quality enough that they could be playing for a Power 5 school and getting a lot of time. So App State, likely to be able to run on most teams in the Sun Belt. Uh, you know, probably not a team like Troy. I, I would even wonder about, uh, you know, when you face a really good defensive line with App State, I would wonder about going against them. But in general, I think that they can dominate most of the defensive lines they face. And in general, uh, my biggest thing I had in the notes here is I want to take unders when they face teams that can stop the run. Sure. Uh, just because I, I don't know if I believe that Chase Bryce can just go win the game by himself. So I think he can manage the game pretty well in this offense. But what happens if, you know, Peoples and Noel are actually getting stuffed? Um, you know, I, I haven't looked at the schedule closely here lately, so I don't know. Uh, I know they play North Carolina in game one, which is certainly an interesting game. And I, I give them a puncher's chance of winning that game. Certainly. Uh, I remember the line was three and a half. I think, I think it's come down below the field goal now. So there, there's yeah. gotta be some sharp money on app state there. And then they go to A&M to see, so you, you kind of just want to get out of that one healthy. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but then definitely. the, 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 uh, the schedule softens up, but all right. Well, I, I, I don't have anything else here to, to talk about with the Sun Belt. Uh, is there anything either one of you, Kyle's, wanted to touch on? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I know we we kind of just go went went through Appalachian State there. I actually have a uh, a special bet on on it's DraftKings actually, and it's it's. I know you kind of said we're gonna kind of pass on the the overall win totals here, but they actually have one. It's it's regular season conference wins. Oh, okay. And they have it at, set at five and a half. Um, it's you know one seventy minus one seventy five for the over five and a half, uh, plus one forty five for the under. Do you have any any feels of that, or are you still just going to play ATS? Um, so how many conference games do they play this year? Uh, let's so see their schedule: uh, North Carolina, A uh, and M. Then they have Troy, James Madison, uh, the Citadel, Texas State, Georgia State, uh, Robert Morris, Coastal. Marshall, Old Dominion, Georgia Southern. So, yeah, four, I think that five, six, that Troy game is eight. probably a, a coin flip based on the the strengths of each of those teams. I think JMU is probably a win. Texas State's a win. Georgia State, that's another coin flip. Coastal, who knows? Marshall, they could be really good. I, I see four. Yeah, I, I think I would probably lean to the under there, yeah. taking yep. a big plus money price, knowing that they could certainly go, you know, seven wins or something and beat you. But uh, that's a pretty big plus money price there on the under. Yeah, I, I thought it. I thought it looked really nice and was actually surprised it was it was that that high, you know, getting there. So I wanted to, you know, check that. I, I might actually sprinkle a little bit there on the under then. Done. Yeah. Done. Yeah, cool. I think I, I think that I think that's a a chance worth taking with that kind of plus money price. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Awesome. a boy, Kyle. Way to pick one out there, buddy. Got to find it, you know, find there the value. It is. Just dig I'm, deep. I'm learning already. So, all right. So let's let's talk a little bit about week zero. Um, Mr. Hunter, I know there was a couple games you wanted to talk about. Which uh, which one is your favorite? Yeah, so, um, I mean, let, let's talk about the North Texas and UTEP game first. This is uh, two Texas teams, and, you know, whether they're actually rivals or not, I mean, they're, they're like nine or ten hours apart. Texas is so massive that – you know, the, these places are not terribly close, but UTEP's not used to getting these home games where people are actually going to pay attention. Uh, you know, this this is a program that had so little success for such a long time that this is a pretty good, pretty good uh, home game for them. I think the line movement here is interesting. Uh, you know, this has gone toward UTEP. Um, and to be honest with you, a couple of things that stand out to me about this game is First, uh, North Texas, Austin Ani, their their quarterback, who's 29. You know, he's not yeah, that he's, much younger than than me. I mean, he's a so Brandon Whedon guy. Out yeah, there. yeah. I mean, this is a that's about as old as you see a quarterback in college football. But uh, he, I think, is pretty good inside the offense. Not a tremendous player, but the North Texas offensive line is really good. Uh, 15 sacks only allowed last year. They're good run blocking unit as well. Uh, they were 13th best in the country in havoc allowed, so they don't let people in the backfield. Uh, I think uh, no big negative plays is really key for them, and they have a good running back who was injured last year uh, coming back. I think this is a team that's going to be very good offensively. Now, the key here is UTEP. Their secondary is weak. Their front seven is strong, so I think they should be good at stopping the run. Can Ani make them pay? Yeah, I think that that's questionable. And to be honest with you guys, I would lean North Texas in this game. But uh, the thing that has me passing on this game, I think that UTEP does have a pretty good home field advantage, especially for a game like this. I mean, you know, El Paso is kind of a random place. They actually are at altitude. You know, it's it's a it's kind of a unique place for sure. Uh, The thing that that has me wanting to bet against UTEP at some point, though, this year, guys, is uh, Cowing and Garrett both gone at wide receiver. And if you look at how they moved the ball last year, it's really interesting because UTEP had a lot of big negative plays on offense. They took a lot of big losses. Uh, Hardison, in their quarterback, I think is okay, but he's not great. Uh, he'd kind of chuck it up there deep and, you know, Cowling would go get it. And now uh, those uh, security blankets aren't there anymore. And now uh, UTEP on offense, can they run? I mean, they weren't any good at running last year. So I don't, I don't know that they'll be great at running either this year. I think I lean to the under in this game too, as well, which is 
which is kind of interesting because in my notes, I say I usually want to take North Texas overs. UTEP's the team I want to take unders with. And it definitely depends on how this game goes as far as the script, as far as how high scoring it could be. If North Texas takes a big lead to start with, the under's in trouble. If UTEP is right with them or ahead, I think this is a stone cold under. So uh, I'm going to lean to the under in this one. Uh, slight lean to North Texas, but I think this is the, the game that intrigues me the most. You know, I like these under the radar matchups. They finally get a little bit of notoriety here. And like I said, I think UTEP will be a, a decent fade uh, coming up in some games this year because I think their offense will really struggle. I think we'll find out that Hardison was really made by those really good wide receivers last year. Yeah, I, I agree um, with the with the under. In fact, we we put that out uh, yesterday nice. in the, the book club. Yeah. 55. So, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, that, that you agree there. I think, I think the game script, like you said, um, it leads more of, of the under being the more probable outcome just, um, because how does UTEP move the ball? So it, who knows? And, and North Texas, man, like you said, they, Oni is, he's an older guy. Um, he was in that system last year. I, I think you got to give the nod to North Texas here um, if you're going to play it. But I am playing the under, but uh, I lean to North Texas on the side. Yeah, I, th- I think that's I think that's fair. And, and to be honest, you know, you just wonder if Austin Oni can take advantage of the one big weakness that the UTEP defense has. And, and that's one of them that you probably pay to see. You know, he's never really thrown the ball around really well. So let's see what happens there. But uh, my favorite play in that game would be the under. For sure. And I mean, El Paso, that, that is a, that is an armpit. That, that place is tough <laughs> to get to. You have to like take like a little puddle jumper. I mean, it's a tough travel spot. So um, I don't know who's, who's coming the distance there, <laughs> but yeah, traveling, traveling El Paso is tough. Um, do you think we ought to talk about this Nebraska Northwestern game? That's probably the biggest one on the, Absolutely. on the slate. Let's do it. Uh you know, we go to Dublin, Ireland, from El Paso to Dublin, Ireland. Man, what a transition, guys. <laughs> Just like we planned. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I, I've I've heard people talk about, like, who does it help that you're playing this game in Dublin, Dublin Ireland? I don't really think we know. I mean, you know, it's a, there's no flashing light that's going to tell you, hey, you know, Northwestern's going to be ready or Nebraska's going to be ready because this game's in Ireland. Um, I think that's just pure speculation. So as far as taking a side in this one, few things stand out to me. First, Pat Fitzgerald was amazing as an underdog for so many years. For years and years, he was amazing as an underdog. Last year, he went two and six as an underdog, 46 and 37 as an underdog since 2008. So still pretty good. He kind of ruined his record there last year. Uh, You know, Nebraska beat Northwestern 56 to seven last year. This is a game, uh, full, full disclosure, I mean, I had an amazing year last year in college football. Uh, 53 and 27, but one of my losses was Nebraska and Northwestern under. And I remember watching this game and being like, they're getting like 15 yards on every single carry. And 427 rushing yards did Nebraska in that game. And honestly, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald's a defensive guy, obviously. And it's, it's strange to see a Pat Fitzgerald team that could not stop the run at all. They almost gave up six yards per carry in the Big Ten. Uh, I, I don't think they'll be that bad again, but you know, you look at the talent, it doesn't look that good. You know, it scares me a little bit. On the other side, uh, I, I think Northwestern will be better running the football than they were last year. They get Porter back from injury. Uh, the offensive line, Pat Fitzgerald thinks this is the best offensive line he's had in more than 15 years. So, you know, if he's right, 
I don't know if that's coach speak or if he's actually right, but I think they'll try to run the football a lot. Holinsky's not really been very good there at quarterback. And as far as, uh, you know, Nebraska, you get uh, Scott Frost, you know, just in an absolute hot seat. You talk about the hottest of hot seats. You can't get one hotter than him. (laughs) Absolutely. It's on fire. Um, And Whipple comes in. I think he was a good hire as offensive coordinator. Um, Casey Thompson, you know, I I, want to get your guys' opinion. Is Casey Thompson an upgrade from Adrian Martinez or not? I think I think yes. I think um, Adrian Martinez was a little bit too loose for the with the football for my liking, and you know they lost a ton of close games last year. And you know Adrian Martinez, like I said, he, he carried the ball like a loaf of bread, and he would just throw it up in the air. And so interceptions, fumbles. I think if you cut that down, Casey Thompson has some talent. I mean, he was very highly touted. You know, I think he Texas, right? I, I think is where. His, his first stop was. So I think you get a guy like that. Maybe Scott Frost can coach him up. I mean, he, he, he did great things at, at UCF with uh, Dylan Gabriel and uh, the kid that broke his leg. I can't remember Mackenzie Milton. So, you know, maybe, maybe you see some of that here or maybe, uh, maybe Nebraska is looking for a coach next year, but I think Casey Thompson is an upgrade over Adrian Martinez for sure. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. When anytime you have, the amount of turnovers and, and, and you're, you're flipping that, you know, flipping that possession. It's, it's terrible. So, so if you bring a guy in there, who's, you know, a little bit tighter with the football, you know, and, and you can actually extend some of these drives a little bit and, and, you know, help your defense out a little bit. I, I think, you know, it, it's going to be huge for him. Yeah. I think Thompson is an upgrade. The question, how big of an upgrade, I don't know if we know how massive of an, of an upgrade he is because the offensive line in front of him is pretty bad. So he's going to have to get rid of the football pretty quickly. Uh, the, the thing that bothered me a lot about Adrian Martinez, too, is he makes some really big play, and then right at the worst moment in the game, he turns it over. And yep. you just know, like, remember the Michigan game. You know, I mean, they they really could have had Michigan. Uh, and Nebraska, I mean, heck, they could have beaten Ohio State. There were so many games there that they were playing good teams, and they they could have won the game, and yet they finished 3-9. and nine. Um, You know, there's several of them that you say Martinez had such an untimely turnover. You know, you just can't have a really bad mistake at that point, and that's when it seemed to show up. Uh, you know, consistently. And some people say, well, you can't predict turnovers. They're kind of, well, with, with Martinez, it felt he like could. you could. You, know? yeah. I mean, you knew it was coming. So, I mean, I, I think in this game, uh, I hate to bet this game, guys. I, I hope I hope one of you has a stronger opinion than I do because I want to watch this game. I, I guess I would lean to the under. I don't want to get burned on this thing again because I think there's at least a chance Nebraska will will run the ball down their throat. Northwestern should be able to run the ball some. If I was forced to take a side, I might take Northwestern, but I kind of hate myself for that. No, don't don't hate yourself, Kyle. I'm on Northwestern as well uh, <laughs> with the big number. I'm I just it's a points grab for me. I think when you're you're breaking in a new quarterback, um, Northwestern they play enough good defense to well, hopefully in theory, muck up the game enough to make it difficult on Thompson. And I think the points is the 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 play here. Um, I don't, I don't know about the, the total 50 feels really sharp. And, you know, whenever you travel across the pond, you don't know what you're going to get. Like uh, Notre Dame did that a couple of years ago for their, their Shamrock series against I think Navy. And it was, the under was dead as, as soon as everybody was off the bus. So I don't know about the under, but I am going to take the points with Northwestern. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Um, I've seen some people taking the first half under thinking that the new venue and stuff like that, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but I, I'm going to stay off of that. Uh, 
I can't bet Northwestern, you know, I just, uh, because uh, I, I feel like I'd hate myself if that thing lost badly, but Phil, I do lean that way as well. I mean, how can you lay a ton of points with Nebraska right away? What have they done that would make you be excited to lay two touchdowns? So yeah, I, I need I'm to not, see it. I'm definitely, yeah, that's one of those, again, I think we've come to this where it's a bet that if you make it, you say, I'm all right with it losing because if Nebraska does it, then I'll just pay to see it. For sure. For sure. Love that. Um, Love that. Do you have a, a take on any of the other games or can I pick one out and throw it at you? Just pick a game. Cool. I, I like Vandy traveling to Hawaii. Um, I know this, you know, Vandy has caught huge steam. I think it's gone from five and a half and I'm seeing eight now. Um, I got in at the touchdown, but Hawaii, that that whole um, team, I think, you know, they're, they're, that's a fresh program. You have a new head coach. The, just about half the team left in a mutiny last year and transferred out and they couldn't even play in their bowl game. So I think when, when an SEC team, even though it's the worst one, uh, Vanderbilt sees a win total is two and a half. But I think when you get an SEC roster traveling to Hawaii, I think they should be enough to, to just name their score. So I, I like Vanderbilt here. Uh, do you have a take? Yeah. I mean, Gosh, this is a it's a tough one because at eight, I mean, you're, you're laying eight points with with a Vandy team that, you know, it is an SEC team, but there are levels to the SEC right. and that they're the lowest level you could possibly get, certainly, especially talent wise. So, um, you know, I don't want to bet Hawaii. Um, yeah, Hawaii, you could argue would would play hard in a game like this because they finally have a coach that they actually like, you know, Timmy Chang. I think everybody will want to play hard here, but you look at the roster. I mean, you just kind of look across the roster. Hawaii lost so much from last year. This is a team that actually was pretty good on defense last year compared to what they've usually been. And their defense is going to be really bad this year. So I think Vanderbilt will score points. Um, the total at 53 and a half, I think I would lean to the over in this game, thinking that Vandy scores enough. And then maybe Hawaii uh, with that run and shoot scores some points when they're behind uh, Phil, I, I can't lay eight points with Vanderbilt, though. It's just too, just too much. If it was six and a half, maybe even seven, I would definitely lean Vanderbilt in this game. But um, power ratings-wise, I can't get to eight in this game. I, that's just too high. Uh, you know, maybe Vanderbilt's a lot better. But, you know, this this is a, a spot that is Hawaii should play hard. Is Vanderbilt going to be there as a business trip wanting to win? Or are they there to party on the island? I mean, I could see different outcomes here. So, so I think I think my strongest lean in this game would be the over, honestly. Awesome. Yeah, I, I we got in at seven. So, you know, we're not uh, we don't have to sweat that that extra hook there. But um, yeah, I just I, we're also on on Vandy over two and a half wins for the year. And we're hoping that one cashes by the end of September or else it's dead. So, yeah, you need uh, this game. Yeah, yeah, we need it. We need it. Um, the other game that that, you know, we we sort of took a look at was uh, Florida Atlantic and Charlotte. Um kind of leaning Florida Atlantic minus the touchdown. I like Nikosi Perry playing quarterback there in year two, um, you know, old Miami transfer. I just think, I think this team is, is talented and Charlotte, I, who knows? I, you know, we're, we're not high on Charlotte in our power rating. So uh, seven's a play. Is it on your radar at all? Yeah, I have two leans in this game. That would be Florida Atlantic and the over. Now, I see the over has gotten some massive steam. Now, this 60. thing was 50, 57, 57 and a half a couple days ago, now 60 or 60 and a half. So some big uh, movement here on the over. I think that does make sense. And I'm sure you guys uh, 
tell listeners this, but definitely shop around because there's For a sure. lot of sevens and a lot of seven and a halves in this game. And you don't want to be laying seven and a half, but you can be laying seven. You guys know that. So um, that, that's a really bad feeling in football to lay seven and a half when you can be laying seven or three and a half when you could lay three. Um, and, and this game, the thing that stands out to me the most here is Charlotte's defense is just atrocious. I mean, right. I don't think they're going to be able to fix that defense. Um, a Florida Atlantic team total over kind of is correlated to what I'm saying. I, I like as far as the over and Florida Atlantic. So I think I, I think I might even bet Florida Atlantic team total over for a small bet myself. That might be one of those pizza money bets. But, I love um, that. Love Fl- that. Florida Atlantic. The, the one question I have about them, Phil, is um, Willie Taggart. You know, um, he has been such a bad offensive line guy. Their offensive line has been so bad year to year. He says, hey, my offensive line is so good this year. You know, I'm reading this in multiple locations. and I'm like, I'm not really sure he's the best judge of talent for an (laughs) offensive line. I mean, you look back at his teams at Florida State. You look back at how they were last year. I'm not really confident Willie Taggart's thoughts on an offensive line, to be honest with you. I don't think it matters in this game because Charlotte's defensive line is so weak. If you look back, uh, Charlotte's given up, you know, five and a half yards per carry consistently. And last year, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was like 38 to nine or something, Florida Atlantic won, and it was on the road, right? So, uh, you know, this was a, I think it was kind of close to halftime, then they just blew them out in the second half, and they had 8.4 yards per play. I mean, I don't think Charlotte's going to stop Florida Atlantic. So then the question is, you think Charlotte's going to score? Reynolds is a decent quarterback, kind of a scrappy guy. He feels like he's been there for forever as well. Uh, you know, I think Healy's a decent coach. I think there's a pretty big talent gap, though, from Florida Atlantic to to Charlotte. So I would definitely lean your way here on Florida Atlantic minus seven. And like I said, I think I'll play this with a uh, small team total over that. Yeah, I, I love that correlated play with the team total because um, then, the, you know, Charlotte can help out and, and score, too. And then that that keeps uh, FAU's throttle throttle down. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Um I, those are the, the week zero games that interested me. Obviously, I'm wearing my Notre Dame gear. You got Ohio State stuff on in the background. 15 and a half week one. What do you think? Uh, guys, I I make it a uh, point to not bet on Ohio State games because I, I have know, I so know. much. So I have so much invested already in Ohio State games that I, I don't want to be torn in any way. There's a couple times in my life that I've bet against Ohio State and then they covered and I'm like I gotta stop doing this I hate this (laughs) because then you know I'm not as excited they won I'm more upset that I lost my bet and what am I doing here uh you know as far as what I would actually lean in that game I I think Ohio State wants a higher scoring game Notre Dame wants a lower scoring game um I I know a lot of people think that Notre Dame's secondary could be in some trouble in that game yeah, um, Ohio State's wide receivers are just so good. You know, Hartline's done an amazing job with that that group, especially recruiting. Um, I think Smith and Jigba is the best of the bunch that there's been for a long while at Ohio State. So, uh, and obviously Stroud's tremendous. Travion Henderson's very good. The question is Ohio State's defense. You know, does Knowles immediately help the defense? Because, you know, you hear some people say, well, Ohio State's defense has been, you know, mediocre lately. They weren't mediocre. They were bad. You know, yeah. this has been a bad defense especially for Ohio State standards. Uh, I think they'll be better, but you hear a lot of people say that schematically it's kind of a advanced, you know, it takes some time. So I don't know if it'll be fixed right away. I think I lean to the over in that game if I were forced to bet something. Uh, 15 and a half is a lot of points. So I, I don't know that I'd really want to lay 15 and a half points, but I'm not betting against Ohio State. So I, I'm kind of torn on that side. I mean, 
if it were under 14, I might have leaned Ohio State. Over over 14, that's awfully high. Uh, I think Ohio State's a very good team. Notre Dame, you know, um, I got nothing against Notre Dame. Obviously, I'm rooting against them here in this game. But I think Freeman's a great hire. You know, he's doing a great job with recruiting. And honestly, I think their upside is much higher with Freeman than it was with Brian Kelly. So, you know, we'll see what he is on a game-to-game basis as a head coach. But tremendous recruiter. Uh, seems like he'd be a good motivator. Easy guy to root for. Kyle, I know you have a strong take on this game. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I have felt the the heat of betting for your college football team as well on multiple occasions. So it's it's something that uh, I have tried very hard to move away from as well. Uh, but you know, just like you said. The, the Freeman factor, I, I believe, long term is going to be huge for for Notre Dame and this team. Uh, you know, I know it's a lot of points right now. Um, I'm I'm going to stay away from it as well because I don't know how well they're going to come out out of the gates. You know what I mean? It, it is it is a new coach. It is going to you know I'm expecting a, a little bit of growing pains. Um, I'm happy that it's going to be this year, and by the time we get you know his recruiting classes in. You know, they'll be kind of a, a little bit more of a well-oiled machine. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i not expecting a Notre Dame win here. Uh, if I were to lean, I, I would lean Notre Dame to cover because it is a lot of points. But I, I think you're red hot with the over number. I, I do expect them to score. I, I, you know, I love Tyler Buckner. So, you know, I, I, I expect this team to be able to score at least a little bit. And like you said, Ohio State's defense hasn't been – you know, you know, kind of that quality that we expect, you know, they, they've, they've really done a, a really good job of just being able to outscore a lot of opponents. And, you know, you get that, that feeling just of, of looking over the other sideline and seeing Ohio state and being like, Oh shit, this sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, you know, that's, that's huge in college football. You know what I mean? That those, 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 they're younger players. It's not the NFL. Those guys feel that a lot more. So, you know, I, I lean, you know, Notre Dame to cover, but, you know, I, I'm on the over for sure. All right. I, I'm taking the points. I'll be the degenerate here. I will play this one. I'm taking the points, and here's why. If all else goes goes wrong, I think that Ohio State may call off the dogs because Marcus Freeman is their guy. You know, like he's got ties there. He played there. Um, we've seen it happen before when an alum, on you know, coaching the other side where they just kind of, call off the dogs. And I think 15 and a half is more than enough, um, you know, for Notre Dame to hang in there. And I just, like you said, I think Buckner, I don't think he's an upgrade over Jack Cohn, uh, but he is more mobile. So I I think, you know, we'll, we'll keep more plays alive. The offensive line looks good this year. It was kind of weak last year, which is kind of odd for a Notre Dame team. Uh, But this offensive line looks better. And I think all 85 or however many, you know, Notre Dame kids are in that locker room, would run through a wall for Marcus Freeman. So I think that, you know, coupled with with some of the underlying storylines is enough for Notre Dame to keep it close. So, you know. The I'll, only I'll, thing I'll I'd it. say, add here, guys, is I think this line might go up a little bit more. So okay. I, you might be able to get, I don't know, about 17. I think it's 16 and a half, something like that. But uh, 93% of the money on Ohio State here oh. tickets. I mean, that's just uh, 69% of the bets, 93% of the money. I'm not shocked, I guess, you know, because Ohio State's getting so much love, so much hype. Um, I Maybe you get a 17. I think you, you wait around and see, uh, because I don't think it's going below 14. So if you wait a little bit, it doesn't really hurt you too much. But 
But, uh, you know, obviously we'll be on opposite rooting ends on that game. Yeah, but, you know, the narrative, you know, that that for the last few years is Notre Dame can't win the big game, Notre Dame can't win the big game. And I think that, you know, that recency bias is cooked in here. So, and, and just in the sheer number of tickets on the other side, my goodness. But, man, I, I, I think maybe maybe this might be the group to hang in there. Who knows? I don't know. And, and another thing is – you know, Brian Kelly is as as much as he did for the program, never really made any quarterbacks better. And that was one thing that kind of stood out to me is that I never, you know, quarterbacks would come in. I, I never saw them get marginally better as as they aged. Uh, I just never really saw a huge improvement. So that's one thing that I'm hoping to see with Freeman. And, you know, eventually over these, you know, next couple of years, I hope we, you know, we are favorites in some of these games. Um you know, I mean, you look at a, a, a game like this, 93%, you know, you said, I mean, plus 490 for the outright win. I mean, is there is there any value of even sprinkling a small amount on that? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm kind of passing on my yeah. my total opinion on this game. I, I, I've seen Ohio State trip up before. I mean, they lost to Oregon last year. Um the last road game I saw in person for Ohio State was at Purdue when they lost to Purdue. Uh, so, I mean, Ohio State's had these trip-ups where it's like they should have won. Uh, you know, Notre Dame's a much better team than the, some of those teams that they lost to. We, we've seen it happen before. It wouldn't totally stun me, but, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel terribly confident betting it either. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's and it's a it's a preseason, you know, ranking of, of two top five teams. I mean, I would expect them to be prepared for this game a little bit more than, you know, you know, a, a, a you know, five and two Purdue team coming in or something like that. You know what I mean? Where, you know, you're in a little bit more trap territory. So sweet. Well, Kyle, I don't, I don't really have anything else here. Um, but I just want to thank you. I, you are one of the reasons that I got into handicapping in the first place. I remember, you know, 15 years ago, listening to the podcast with you and Adam Burke and just soaking it in like a sponge as you guys would go over the NFL card and the NCAA cards. And it is just an absolute honor to have you on the show today. I, I cannot thank you enough. Oh yeah. No, no problem, man. Uh, I remember, I remember us sharing some emails back and forth and I was always good to chat with you and uh, you know, yeah, it's been a while now, you know, I remember when I was like the newbie in the industry and now, you know, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a veteran because I'm not that old, but you know, it's, uh, I'm not a newbie anymore. And uh, you know, it's, it's been good to me in general. I, you guys know how there's ups and ups and downs. I mean, my baseball, I've been getting my butt kicked every single night lately. You know, I'm always open about that. Really baseball is a sport I'm good in, but lately just every bad break you could get, Um, you know, college football has been a really good sport for me long-term, especially totals. Uh, Like I said, you know, 53 and 27 a year last year. And I'm always, transparent that you know 66 percent is not something i can do long term but right. you know long term i've done very well especially on totals 57 percent um all time on totals and that's dating back to 2009 so uh it's, it's like 1200 plays or something like that so uh, you guys know i mean you know, the the larger the sample size is what matters the most and uh, you just try to grind away on your edges and then uh appreciate you guys having me on here today it was fun and uh uh, I hope everybody has a great week zero. And I know these, these week zero games just kind of whet the appetite, right? Because right. I mean, let's be honest, some of these games we wouldn't really be watching if it wasn't week zero, but college yeah. football's back, which is pretty awesome. We made it. We made it through the dog days of summer. So fantastic. Yes, yes. yes. And again, I, I want to thank you. I know, I know we're new to meeting here, but you know, it, you know, 
the amount of knowledge that you have and and the the high remarks that you you get from from my buddy Phil over here was was enough to to have me you know follow you and 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 do as much as I can to to grab any of your picks. I don't care if they're you're having a rough time in baseball or not. I know long term, like you said, it's 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 a long term game. So you know, I, I just want to thank you as well and you know for coming on and and sharing some of that knowledge with us. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. And uh, you can sign up for my free picks newsletter over at huntersportspicks.com too. So a uh, quick plug for that. It's yep. 58% in the last 205 free pick newsletters. And I kind of go with the uh, like you know, team totals, first half bets, NFL teasers, stuff like that, that I don't load on the sites. So it's kind of fun to go with that. So if you don't want to pay and you just want to go over there for the free picks, you can definitely sign up for that newsletter over at huntersportspicks.com. Awesome. Where else can can everybody find you? So um, Twitter at Kyle Hunter picks. I post a lot of stuff there. I'll probably be doing some free contests through the year and just some random thoughts, uh, you know, kind of recaps or previews of games. Um, I'm on TikTok now. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an older guy for TikTok. I'm not the TikTok generation, but, but I'm on TikTok now as well. You can follow me there. Um, and, you know, on a lot of different sites, you know, Vegas Insider, Sports Capping, all the different networks. Um, you know, so you can find me plenty of places, but, uh, I post a lot on Twitter, uh, at Kyle Hunter picks and I have a YouTube channel as well over there at Kyle Hunter sports picks. So follow me if you want to, uh, hear what I have to say about some of these games. And again, guys, thanks for having me on today. Yes, sir. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, absolutely. We, we hope to have you back. Uh, you know, everybody who's listening, I, I want to thank you. This was another episode of Out of Bounds, another special one. Hopefully, you know, we get Mr. Hunter back. Uh, Phil, you got any final thoughts? That's it. That's it, my man. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.